Hey guys, welcome back to the Further Up, Further In podcast. This is Kayla, and I've got my good friend Susanna with me today. Hello. hello. <laughs> uh, and we're just going to be chatting with you guys about, the. we're going to call this episode New Beginnings. Um, and so we know that for where we're at, we're sitting out here um, this afternoon on part of Auburn's campus. We just began the second week of classes here, and we know that there's a lot of girls that are and guys that are coming into college for the first time or starting new school years we have a lot of friends that just moved to new cities or that are married or starting new jobs or whatever it is there's so much newness in the month of august it it seems like that's always when the most newness occurs and so we just kind of wanted to take a couple minutes to talk through um kind of the role of new seasons in the life of a believer and what we see in scripture what we see is true of the Father, um, and yeah, we've been talking about it a bit, and we're excited to just keep talking about it with you guys. Um, so yeah, the first thing that we were kind of talking about earlier today that Susanna actually brought up was just, um, I don't know, go- going back to the beginning, going back to the basics and how important that is, and I've never really thought about Genesis 1 in the context, you know, the creation story in the context of new seasons in my life. But yeah, Susanna was sharing a little bit about that earlier. Do you want to share something about it now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I use the NIV version of the Bible, and this section of Genesis 1 is actually titled The Beginning. Yeah. (laughs) And so I thought no no better place to start. Um, Literally. Literally. The beginning. The beginning. Not just the beginning of your Bible. Right. Um, (laughs) And so I thought it was really cool where it just says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Mm. And so, (coughs) excuse me, um, just talking about like new, talking about new seasons, God actually, he is the creator. And I think that it's something that we are really quick to forget um, that he creates things. Um, He not only created this universe, but he creates even the small things in our lives that um, start new periods for us. And um, one verse that we were looking at was verse four, where it says, God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from darkness. And that was something that really stood out to me was the fact that um, God was so intentional in the fourth verse (laughs) talks about separating the light from the darkness. Yeah, like making sure there's like a distinguish right line there there's a like, very solid line yeah. between light and darkness and yeah. I'm a very visual learner and so when it comes to <laughs> picturing God's character it's so cool to see it in just that clear division of the good and the bad mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and light and darkness and I just think that that's such a beautiful picture to keep in mind yeah. during the during new seasons um we're out here at the park and there's a a lot of small dogs out here so you'll probably hear several more of those we promise it's a dog it's not a child or no one is being hurt in the making of this podcast (laughs) um yeah so anyway talking about 
just his intentionality and like making that very clear from the beginning and if you go down to verse 14 of chapter one it says and god said let there be lights in the vaults of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years yeah um yeah we were actually talking about this because it's kind of cool so we were we were looking at it you know seuss was looking at it in the niv i was looking at it in the esv and in verse 14 in my translation says let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And I was like, oh, it's perfect. We're talking about new seasons. And we were just talking about how cool it was that this is pre-fall. Like this is this is before sin and brokenness and all of that stuff entered into the garden. And yet there were still seasons. There were still a very clear beginning to things. There was a very clear ending to things. Things were changing. Things were fluid. It wasn't stagnant. And and that's also cool to think about, about just where we're going as believers and we're heading to this new garden. Things aren't going to be stagnant. They're not going to be the same all the time. They were never intended to. And so, you know, sometimes I think for me, the endings are really bittersweet. And when seasons go and new seasons come, sometimes I long for those old seasons a lot, but this is a good reminder that, that that's not um, a, a side effect of the fall. That's this is how the Father intended it to be, and and He declared it good, you know, as we see. And so obviously seasons are good. But one thing that we had talked about and just kind of comparing it is, oh, it's really interesting that the ESV says seasons and the NIV says sacred times. Like that seems so different. And then yeah. we were thinking about it and talking about it, and it's like no, like no for believers pretty much all seasons in the life of a believer as a son or daughter of the king is a sacred time. Like there's no day that we're going to wake up as a child of, of the God of everything and not say what a time to be alive. Yeah, absolutely. Like just knowing that in everything that he does, he's declaring things as being good. Yeah. Um, yeah. We see that really early on in Genesis one of just God, being very concerned with yeah. making sure things are good. And he doesn't stop working on something until he declares that it is good. Yeah. Um, sometimes even declaring that it's very good. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like a comfort that we can have um, in our seasons. For, for one thing, I think we've got we've to come into that trusting that the Father's judgment far surpasses our own. So what he declares as good might not be what we would declare as good. But... Um, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You got it. Um, I mean, even going off what she said, talking about how, you know, he declares that it's good. And so in Proverbs fourteen twelve, it says, there is a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. Mm. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that is implying the decisions of man. Yeah, yeah. Um, like there's a, there's a way that we think to walk in would be good mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily agree with reality and so many times I think it's 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 hard to reconcile the fact that our judgment isn't reality that there is this greater judgment that the judgment of the father is the ultimate reality that we don't know and so God God is very concerned with things being good and there is a comfort in that um but we've got to know going into it that that doesn't mean that we're always going to think it's good and it's best and it's right but um but there is a comfort in knowing that the one who is by definition good is not going to rest until he sees things as good. Um, and so kind of going back to this whole idea of what we talked about, about God God being very concerned with a distinction being made between the light and the darkness. We see that really early on, like Sue said, and um, we see that, we see all of these things that we just mentioned from Genesis 1 
not just in the very beginning, but in the beginning of all of the new seasons in our lives. Like the father's character is constant. And so he is creator. And so when we step into these new seasons, everything that we see around us has been created and ordained and set up by him. We're, we're walking in what he's given us. We see that God um, separates the light from the darkness. That wasn't just true at the beginning. That's true in every season that we walk into. And he cares for his children and he wants them to walk with him. And so even building off of what the verse you just read in Proverbs, um, in Proverbs 14, 12, where there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. I can trust based off of what I've seen in the character of my father that he will be making a distinct a distinction between the dark and the light day by day in my life as I'm walking into these new seasons. And I think one of the things that can be easily overwhelming when you walk into new seasons is that there's so many decisions that have to be made. There's so many things that have to be figured out. I know especially, uh, you'll, you'll agree with me on this, Just <laughs> if we just focus on college, freshman year of college, yeah. there's so many things that we have to decide so quickly. And, and that can almost feel like there's just so much pressure and so much, um, I don't know, like like just chains that are binding you to all of these things. Before you even make a decision, there's just too many options. There's too many ways for me to mess this decision up. And Expectations. Expectations, yeah. Yeah, and we just want to believe that the character of our Father that promises us freedom is going to provide that. There's, there's a way to approach new seasons, to approach the new decisions that come with new seasons that lead to freedom in Christ. And so if God is going to separate the light from the darkness, He's going to ultimately separate these decisions that we have to make, the options that we get to choose from, from light to darkness, because not all of them are going to be pure and holy and good. And so... I, I am comforted by the fact that my father is making known to me what the, the choices of the light are. And I think that going off of that, if you flip to John 14, you see that um, in verse 6, it says, I mean, he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that, like, there's so much security and that when we are walking alongside him, like, yeah. he regardless of decisions that we make like he is the way yeah yeah and then going back to um john 10 if you look at verse 10 it says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy i've come that they may have life and have it to the full yeah and just knowing that like decisions are going to be hard yeah, um yeah we are going to be very quick to want to make decisions based off of yeah um people influencing us um our parents Mm -hmm. our friends Mm -hmm. our classes they're even people like in these new seasons that we want to be our friends that aren't yet and yeah in the process of wanting to make impressions for people like we're gonna want to make decisions that are putting ourselves in a higher position yeah yeah but i think that there's a lot to be said for the fact that like the lord redeems situations that if we do make decisions that are for our own desires and not for yeah. his, like that are like these decisions that are in the dark, like, right. Yeah. Decisions that are in the dark, like it's not that he, like he is not restricted by that and he yeah. can bring the light into yeah. it. Um, it's a matter of us being able to like surrender that to him and be able to say, Lord, come in and, um, bring your light into this. Because, yeah. Yeah. I mean, darkness is the absence of light. And yeah. so yeah. bring your, 
bring your light into this so that we can bring the gospel yeah. into the situation. Bring all the light you bring got. Bring all the light. Um, yeah, and I think too, just man, while you were while you were talking about that, I just kept thinking about about John ten ten specifically in reference to this verse from Proverbs, where it's like there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. And so it's like if I'm not seeking the Father, if I'm not seeking Jesus in these decisions that I have to make, if I'm not seeking life itself. I'm going to be walking down the way to death. And this is, there is so much freedom to be found in Christ, but we've got to know that if there's really that much freedom available in all of these options that we have to choose from, I mean, you just read it a second ago, the enemy is going to be all over that. The enemy is going to be wanting to take that freedom, tackle it, throw it away. And so if the enemy's goal is to steal, kill, and destroy, and we're literally told that if he fools us into thinking we're right and we don't need Jesus anymore, we're heading towards death, he's already got that kill thing down, how much more then do we have to be following Jesus? And also, like, that's just something that's so much easier and restful. Like, there's a way that seems right to a man. It takes so much effort for me to plan something out, to make a way, and to make sure I think it's right, and to, like, poke all these holes in it to make sure that it's not going to fall through. What's my alternative? What does freedom look like? It looks like setting my eyes on Jesus and following him. And it's like, man, if I know for sure that he's leading me to life, that's what I want anyway. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so yeah, we trust that, that the father is still very concerned with separating the light from the darkness and distinguishing, um, in all of these decisions that we have to make, what, what options are of the light, what options are going to lead us to life and um, what options are going to lead us to death. There is some kind of dog howling out here. I don't don't know. Um, Um, But if you look at, I mean, okay, turn to Psalm 25 and you look at verse 10. Yeah. It says, all the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful towards those who keep the demands of his covenant. Mm. And I mean, it says all the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful. Like Mm. that is so just reassuring and knowing that if you are presented with situations and you know that there are multiple that are ways they're walking in the light and walking towards Christ, like while we still feel that that can be frustrating because we're like, there's still decisions to make. I don't want to mess it up. What if there's more fruit this way than this way? Right. And you're like, (laughs) but it just said all the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful. Like, it, you have freedom in knowing that regardless of what decision you make, you know, they're all going to end in the faithfulness of Christ. Exactly. And I think it's important to just remind myself here at the very end of that verse in Psalm 25, where it's like all the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness to those who keep his covenant, to who keep his demands. And, and then it can be like even more pressure that the enemy tries to heap on of like, Oh, you better keep his demands or you're not going to walk in paths that are full of faithfulness and love. And it's like, no, by the blood of Christ, I have already, because Christ was able to keep all of those demands and all of the, all of that covenant, he has then imputed that onto me. And so that that's no longer more pressure that has to be added onto me. I am a believer. I'm walking with the Father. I've been regarded as one who has kept his covenant. And so if I'm, if my goal in this, which as a believer, it is to walk down paths, holding the hand of Christ every step of the way with my eyes fixed on him, as long as that's the case, and I'm walking down a path that he's leading me down, that he's standing right next to me, there is no path that I can choose that won't be covered in love and faithfulness. And I think that's a really, really important thing to get that has huge, huge consequences. Um, and and that's, just, that's just great. But we don't want to spend all of this time talking about 
how freeing it is to make good decisions in the light because it is, it's awesome. But we also, we also know like we're human, we've lived and we know that, that sometimes like the enemy just gets all this pressure on us and he does convince us that our way is right. And we try to do it on our own. We try to walk down these paths independently without Christ. We try to do it without following someone. And sometimes we choose things that are of this kind of dark nature that we've been talking about. What do we want to say if that's you? What do we want to say if, if you're thinking about choosing something that's in the dark right now? Please don't. <laughs> please, please don't. Choose life. Choose light. Choose Jesus. Simple answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But that we would be foolish to think that that that's always going to be the case, that we can, yeah, that absolutely. we're always yeah. able to do that. We're broken people. We're in a broken world. We're day by day being sanctified. And uh, Seuss and I have both made decisions recently, long time ago, that are just, we were given the option to walk in the light, to set our eyes on our king, and we chose to try to do it on our own. What do we have to say to you? We want to say to you that, just as we saw in Genesis 1, that the Father is creator he never stops being creator. And so there is no path that you can walk down that he can't create a way out of, that he can't redeem. He is redeemer. We see this of his character. Um, and so we, we also, we see sin at its root as separation from God, as separation from the presence of God. And so essentially choosing to walk down a path without holding the hand of Christ is sin because you're choosing to be separate from his presence. And so God redeeming things and him coming in to intervene is as simple as choosing to hold his hand again. And it's not begging that he holds your hand. He's already reaching out. It's you reaching on to grab it. He's right there. He's with you. We find we find comfort in this. Seuss and I were talking earlier in Psalm 139.8, this verse that's all about the presence of the Lord always being with us, the love of the Lord always being with us. Verse 8 says, even if I make my bed in the depths, you are with me. You will find me. You will be with me. Your love will surround me. And there's something crazy about that. Like when you actually stop to think about it, it's not like, oh, even if I happen to think I'm following you and trip and stumble and fall down this mountain into the depths, or even if I was walking on the mountaintops and just somehow ended up in the valley. No, like making your bed somewhere is a very conscious decision, intentional thing. And so even if I'm choosing to make my dwelling place in the depths that are the complete opposite of where you've been trying to lead me to go, you're with me. And so there, there is no choice. There is no decision that the father can't redeem. There is no time when he's not holding out his hand, waiting for you to come grab it again. Um, and, and that's just something that's, that's incredible to me. That's just, that's just so cool. And it's cool to think about too, like his presence is just as constant regardless of, we of what we choose. Like we don't, we don't yeah. earn more of his presence because it's we chose there. life. <laughs> it's like, it's here if you want it. It's going to be here even if you don't want it. So just mm -hmm. want it. <laughs> I mean, even at the beginning of time, you see back in the beginning, you see him walking alongside his creation. And, yeah. I mean, Adam he loves his creation. Like he wants to be with us. Yeah. Um, I mean, he gave us his spirit to be yeah. living inside of yeah. us at all times. And yeah. I think that I'm pretty quick to forget that mm -hmm. um, in times that I feel distance from the Lord. But, yeah. like, yeah. being reminded that, like, regardless, his spirit is in us and he's guiding yeah. us in what we do and we just listen to it. Or even, like, quick to believe in the process of making all these decisions that it's something that I'm doing alone. 
that like I have to yeah. make the father proud of. And then later at the end of the day, I'm going to report to him all of the decisions that I made, not realizing, not remembering that it, he's with me constantly. He's with me in the process of making decisions. <laughs> I apologize. That is my dog. Is, she's having fun. She wants to chip into you. Um, <laughs> just offer all of her advice. Um, yeah, and so one of, one of the last things that we want to talk about real quick is kind of the role of our feelings and our emotions in new seasons because this can be something that can be pretty deceiving, pretty misleading, um, and kind of like anti to truth. Um, and so we, we know that as we begin these new seasons, as we have all of these decisions that we have to make and things that we have to do, we can start to feel really overwhelmed really quick. We can start to compare with what everyone else's life looks like, with what their friend group looks like, with what they're doing, and not really feel like we've made it yet. Not really feel like we've made the right decisions to get us in the right place as somehow believing it was all up to us anyway when the Father's the one that's crafted all of that. And so we want to just establish a few things to remind y'all, to remind ourselves that, first of all, like not being okay is okay. And, and admitting that you're overwhelmed and that all of yeah. these things are coming, that the enemy's attacking you, that there's so much pressure, it's it expected, happens. honestly. <laughs> uh, if, if that's not true of you in a new season, call us. Life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let us know what you're doing. Um, but we were, we were talking earlier, and there's, um, there's this book by Ann Voskamp. It's called The Broken Way. It's one of my favorite books in the entire world. But in part of it, she talks about are the role of feelings and emotions in our lives and the lives of believers. And she talks about the word emotion, uh, which I didn't know this before, but the Latin root of the word emotion actually means to move or movement, mm-hmm. um, which is really interesting because then you think about that in respect to, okay, our emotions are, are somehow supposed to be connected with movement, with moving. What does that mean? And so, you know, the more I think about it, the more I think that our feelings are, are not they're not truth obviously but that doesn't mean that they're meant to be ignored or avoided at any cost right um they are meant to be fully felt they're meant to be acknowledged but they're meant to be fully felt in a way that moves us towards the father not away from him and so in in these new seasons the feeling of all this pressure the feeling of um being overwhelmed of not necessarily making the right decisions all of these things these are things that if, if using correctly can steer us into more intimacy with the Father than we've ever known before. Um, and so we definitely advise not running from those things, not hiding from those things. But, you know, we talked about a second ago, sin is separation from the Father. And so let, let these things be things that not cause you to turn your back or walk away from the Father, but to continue reaching out for His hand and, and going back to Him over and over and over again. Yeah, and, like, processing these things with him and, yeah. you know, processing it with him, but also, like, going to your brothers and sisters in Christ yeah. and processing it with them because the enemy is so quick to want to isolate us yeah. and make yeah. us feel like we are the only ones yeah. feeling yeah. Yeah. those emotions. But um, I can pretty much guarantee you that someone else has or is feeling <laughs> those emotions. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. can, you know, even people who are a little further along and, um, have a little wisdom in it and can pour that into you. But also, I mean, just going to the father and being like, yeah. father, I'm, I'm upset right now. I'm yeah. angry right now. Yeah. Like I'm anxious. I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. nothing is too big or too small for him to be able to handle for us taking to him. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we, we see, 
um, that where believers are gathered, the spirit of the Father is present, the spirit of Christ is present. And um, so it's, it's nothing too big or too small for community either. We are supposed to handle things in community. Um, yeah, and I mean, just encouragement in that. In First Peter 1, 3, I mean, from 3 to 9, it's just all about praising God mm. um, for a new birth. It says, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And His great mercy has given us a new birth into a living hope mm. through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And in Him, into an, an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. And so just like knowing that regardless, like we're going through seasons, we're going through new beginnings, um, but like our new birth is constant yeah, and that yeah. is something that is going to be with us through each one of these seasons, through each one of these periods of life. And yeah, like, that's something that we can carry as a hope in that. And even in periods where we are feeling anxious or we feel frustrated mm. or, um, we just are confused. You yeah. know, we can always go back to the fact that we have hope in the father and we have just trust in him and his consistency in our lives. Yeah. That's a good word. That's cool too. Just, just thinking as, as literally everything else around me changes, you know, the second that God stamped daughter across my forehead or son for any boys that are listening, but it was that, that is the most constant thing that I will know that, that presence of the father that we talked about, that's with us in the valleys, on the mountaintops. It is so constant. It is so good. If you look down to verse 8, I mean, it says, Though you've not seen him, you love him. And mm. even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving, receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Man. Whew. <laughs> I mean, it literally says you haven't seen him, but you love him. Yeah. And just knowing that, like, I don't know, we're very, we're very tangible, material-oriented yeah. culture these days, yeah. but knowing that, like, we can have full trust, faith, and hope, and love for something that we haven't even haven't seen, even yet. seen yeah. yet, like yeah. you said, you know? Yeah, and so, yeah, I think it, it's... It's kind of cool. It, it mentions twice in there that we haven't seen him yet. It's like, yeah. yeah. Thank, thanks for bringing that we back up. <laughs> we, we understand. But it doesn't say, though, you don't know him. Right. And, and You just haven't seen him. Right. And so just resting in the fact that, that we know him, that that we are so known by him, um, that's where our comfort, that's where that hope comes from. And so we kind of want to leave you with this. Um and change it up on you a little bit <laughs> but just what, what you said right there was good um and so we we want to leave you guys with this of that the presence of the father is always with you that you are always known by the father that you have access to know christ in his fullness and this is huge because in the midst of these new seasons everything that the enemy is going to be getting you with is going to be probably based off of things that you can see probably based He's off gonna of hit you. He he gon he gonna get you. Um, <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Or her dog's gonna get you. One of the two. Come get you. But um, all, all of these things that we see changing, and friend groups changing, and life circumstances changing, it can be really overwhelming. But we are called to fix our eyes on Jesus, who we who we can't see, right? But <laughs> who we know and are fully known by. And so, yeah, I just want to leave you guys with this. Um, at the end 
of 2 Corinthians 4, verse 18. It says, As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And so this, this Christ that we haven't seen yet, that's eternal. These circumstances that we're looking at now, these all these things that we're looking at now, those are the temporary things. Those are the things that are passing away um, and yeah. not where our ultimate hope is found. Um, and so, yeah, we um, just want to encourage you guys to stick with it, yeah. <laughs> to keep it's going. It's going to be hard, but it's so rewarding let, in the end. Let all of those feelings, uh, good feelings and bad feelings alike, move you not to a place of isolation, whether that's negative feelings that make you feel lonely or even great feelings that make you feel accomplished and proud. Yeah. Let all of those feelings move you closer to community, closer to communion with the Father, um, being reminded that seasons have been orchestrated from the very beginning of time, mm-hmm. that he's always been creator, he's always going to be creator, he's always yeah. separating the light from the darkness, that he's always with us. And Go back to Genesis 1. Go back to yeah. the, no, beginning. the beginning. <laughs> I mean, it's simple, and it's something that we forget. Mm. Um, because it is something that I feel like a lot of most of us have heard yeah. so frequently, but we just forget to, that, yeah. you know, the impact and yeah. the significance of that. Has and it's so life. sweet to think about it too, is not this dissertation on the creation of mankind in the world, but as simply almost like a, a story that my yeah. father's sitting down to read to me at bedtime, God being the ultimate yeah. father that he's just it's almost like a fairy tale, but it's it's true, and it's about him, and that's so, so sweet. So, um, you got anything else? You good? Leave um, it there. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Seuss. Absolutely. We appreciate it. Um, like we said before, if you guys have any questions, comments, ideas about anything or anything that you're a little bit unsure about or want to hear more about, you can send us an email at um, comefurtherup at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at comefurtherup. We just appreciate you guys tuning in. If you're going through the Hebrews study with us, we'll be posting an episode about Hebrews 1 this week, so be looking for that. But, um, yeah, thanks again for tuning in. Thanks for being here, Seuss. Yeah, absolutely. uh, Yeah, we'll see you guys next time.